welcome to the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling in the world. Thank you, thank you. Thank you to our lovely co-host, Rianne Shetty. You might see our kids uh, hopping in and out. There's Rianne, there's Ryan, and uh, if you're watching the video version on YouTube, uh, you'll be able to see it. If you're just on audio, make sure you check out the YouTube version as well on our YouTube channel. And uh, as our uh, daughter said, uh, we're actually traveling around the world currently. We're actually focused on Central America now. We've been traveling overland from Mexico into uh, Belize, then into Guatemala, El Salvador, and we just got into Honduras a few days ago, and we're checking out the Mayan ruins here. Then from here, we're actually going down to Nicaragua, Costa Rica, uh, and more. So make sure you check out, uh, check out our travels at our, on our website, uh, daddyblogger.com, and our Daddy Blogger World Tour, where we're documenting our trips to photos, videos, blog posts, and more. And as we're doing our travels, we actually love interviewing fellow world travelers, fellow entrepreneurs, fellow coaches, and especially fellow parents, and fellow authors as well. And our, um, our guest today is actually all of those things. Uh, she's a world traveler, she's an entrepreneur, she's an author, life coach, and a mom of three. Uh, super excited to invite our guest here on the show. Her name is Carrie Eileen Gardner, and uh, she has a great coaching business, and uh, she just released a book as well. So we're gonna be finding out all about her and her travels, her business, coaching, authorship, and more. So, uh, Kerry, welcome to the show. How are you doing over there today? Hi, Ricky, thanks very much, yeah. I'm excellent, thank you, thank you. Doing really well. So, Kerry, um, uh, to start off with, why don't we get to know you a little bit better if you're gonna do a quick introduction and share a little bit more about yourself. Um, mother of three, like you said. Uh, I'm happily married to my best friend, Trevor. We've been, um, together for 24 years, but we met uh, each other on vacation 30, almost 31 years ago in a jacuzzi when I was 13 and he was uh, 15, and that's in my book as well. Um, like you said, uh, I'm a suicide survivor. I'm an author. Uh, I published my memoir two years ago this January, and uh, I decided to become a coach when I wanted to be a speaker to kind of help kids from you know um, not wanting to kill themselves and to actually stop the bullying and all that stuff um, i found it very very difficult for a suicide survivor to be presenting you can live and you don't need to take a um, make it into a permanent solution you know what i mean so uh i'm from just being a suicide survivor i was actually told by a principal that i would encourage if i use my story on stage i would encourage them to want to take their life so uh, I wanted to change tactics, and I thought the best way to help uh, children and their parents would to be coaching the parents and work my way down. So if you have a happier mom and happier dad with whatever's going around, it will filter through to the kids, and hopefully it'll be a well-balanced life coaching. Awesome. As for traveling, uh, four years ago, my husband and I, unfortunately, it's actually going on five this February. We suffered a foreclosure due to a company-wide layoff. And he was one of the people that got laid off, which uh, affected us greatly being the breadwinner at the time. And I was a newbie realtor. And unfortunately, I couldn't make ends meet as quick as you'd like for the bank's sake. And we ended up losing our house. And from that experience, uh, we just kept saying, you know, what are we working for? Uh, are we working to pay the bills? Are we working to... Um, be better than the Joneses. What is it that we want? What do we want to educate our kids? What do we want to do? And so we decided that we wanted to live simply and have, you know, like less is more. 
and we decided to work toward uh, traveling the United States in an RV with our kids and have them have a different aspect to life than just a cubicle, a nine to five, and then repeat what our generation did and my mother's generation and my grandparents' generation, which is working for someone else nine to five, anywhere from 30 or 40 years because the retirement age keeps going up. Security, your pension's going, Medicare, all that stuff's going anyway. Um, so if you become your own entrepreneur, you have your own time, your own hours. Um, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. Awesome. Thank you for sharing uh, the whole backstory there. Um, uh, I know you've gone through uh, quite an incredible inner journey uh, to going from a suicide survivor now to an author, a life coach, traveler, speaker, etc. But, but take us back uh, to the beginning. Uh, tell us about uh, that uh, journey uh, when you actually were depressed and, uh, you know, uh, actually attempted suicide. I know it's uh, quite a heavy topic, uh, and, uh, of course, you've covered it in your book. Uh, but for the sake of our viewers and listeners, if you don't mind sharing more about that journey. Uh, sure. I don't want to harp on that too much since I'm not really focused on that any much anymore. I mean, of course, I'm here to help anyone that needs help. Here's my book. I don't know if you can see it too well. Darkness into the Light, a memoir of suicide, survival, strength, and love. Um, that's me on the back there. It basically starts from the day that I tried to commit suicide and works my way into overcoming all the um, depression and the issues and everything I was dealing with in order to find self-love and then make it make myself and then find truly that I needed to start making myself self-worthy um, and stop what thinking what everybody else thought or what everyone else wanted of me what did I want my happiness um, that's our daughter there Sky because she's kind of my mini me so got a little plug in there for her uh, so basically I wasn't your typical to, to not kind of like put it all very quickly into a, a very quick story about how I was then and where I am now. Um, I was two when I got kicked in the head by a pony. Uh, the pony trampled me down. I happened to be in uh, Maine visiting family. That injury four years later when I turned six, I had my first epileptic seizure and nobody understood why. They just didn't put two and two together after many uh, MRIs and all that testing. Uh, they found activity, brain activity, due to scar tissue from that injury as too. So as I grew and changed, the scar tissue grew with me. And from that scar tissue, literally would seize brain activity. And that seizing of the brain activity would cause epilepsy. Um, and the only way to control such an intense epileptic you know, seizure, because I could choke, I could die just chewing on my tongue and all that stuff. It would just happen. I'd just stop and have a seizure. It just would happen uncontrollably. Um, was to put me on phenobarbital. And the phenobarbital is a um, barbiturate. So it's addictive, it seizes all brain activity in that area, but it also is a very huge depressant. And there's other side effects as well. And that depressant from age six to age 13, while I was growing, dealing with an abusive father, dealing with a, a stepfather that didn't care to censor dealing with the triangle of my mom trying to love and take care of us as well as love this man and appreciate this man and have him come into our family because my parents had divorced when I was uh, around four, almost five. Um, all of that situation, changing homes, bullying, just layers, layers of crap, I like to call it. And um, then I hit my period. I got my period at 13 and then all those hormones just couldn't take 
be living in this body anymore with all those problems and stress and and also the um the seizures enabled me to have a learning disability i didn't get things as easy as other kids so i was struggling with school most of those years as well and then one day i just had enough and i decided you know i think this is going to be it it took a year for me to plan my suicide um but the one day that initiated it was a big huge fight with my stepfather and i thought you know, I don't have to be grounded and deal with this life anymore. I, I've been hating it for more than ever for the last year. So I'm just, I'm done. And so I chose to, um, I didn't want to hurt myself. I didn't want to be dramatic. I just wanted to go to bed and have it be over. So I thought the main route that caused all the problems since all I can remember was my prescription. So I took 60 pills, lay down to die. And uh, the rest, you know, as they say, it's history. Um, Obviously, I didn't die. Um, in the middle of my attempted to kill myself was my neighbor and schoolmate, Teresa. She, uh, she'd go by TT at the time. She um, called me to let me know that there was an in incident in the neighborhood. We actually had a, a truck driving around our small town in Massachusetts that was trying to abduct kids at the same time, which was crazy. And they tried to abduct her, and thankfully she uh, she fled from them. She wasn't she wasn't able to be abducted, which was great. And she called me hysterical telling me that this has happened and they called the police and all this other stuff. And I wasn't focused. I wasn't engaged. I didn't care. It was like bad timing. And she knew me and she knew me enough to know that there was something wrong. And because she wouldn't get me off the phone and I could feel my legs going, my I felt my system going. This was probably 30 to 45 minutes after taking all the pills. Um, she pissed me off enough for me to say, listen, you're interrupting my suicide. Leave me alone. I, I, I want to just die now. And I hung up on her. And then she told her mother, of course. And her mother came crashing through my doors uh, and saved my life with her, with her daughter. My parents weren't home at the time. They, um, every Friday without fail, they'd go to bingo for two to three hours, have a Chinese, come back and hang out thereafter. And so I planned it specifically knowing I'd have a window of two to three hours with no one could be there to interrupt me. Thankfully, she did interrupt. I mean, I'm so glad to, to obviously be here, be alive. Um, I wouldn't have my husband, who's my best friend, my everything, and our three kids. And I've had more life since I turned 18, almost 20, till now at the age of 44, than I've ever had before then. I'm very, very thankful every day I get up. Um, and the way I met him <laughs> is the weirdest way to meet your future spouse. Uh, we went to Disney World as a kind of restart vacation after that whole time period because I had to go through, you know, getting my stomach pumped to dealing with psychiatrists, them telling my mother I was going to do it again, them throwing me in a mental health facility for 30 days, me dealing with all of that in that environment, watching people trying to finish the job they created when they got in there. People were literally trying to kill themselves around me. Um, it was very horrific, um, and I also got off the medication because that was part of the detox program. Um, you know, let's get her off the pills. Let's see how she goes. If she needs it, we'll change the prescription, yada, yada, and it turned out I didn't need the prescription anymore, that my body was actually growing out of it, um, but I, I unfortunately wasn't able to get off it beforehand before that wanting to attempt suicide. So through all of that, my parents were like, okay, we've had a hell of a summer because it was like May of 87 into August, and she said, uh, you know, we had plans to take you all to Disney for Christmas, but we're gonna plans up and we're gonna take you now in August. And so August of 1987, it was my first day 
uh, second day on vacation and I happened to go, I uh, wanted to go swimming and I had this huge sensation that I needed to turn around and head toward the jacuzzi. And I thought on a 90 plus degree day, I don't think so. Um, but this, I do believe in sensations. I do believe there's um, energy around us, spirits, if you will. And I believe we're guided to certain things and you're also your instincts and your sixth sense and things like that. And so my sixth sense was telling me, you know, you need to turn around, you need to go to this jacuzzi. And I thought that was ridiculous, but I listened to it because it was so, such an overwhelming sensation. And as I approached, I saw this, this young boy, a teenager in the jacuzzi. And I thought, great, you know, I wanted this all by myself, but selfishly, of course, he, he's probably on vacation too. So let's be nice and, and share it together. And uh, as I jumped in the jacuzzi, I just couldn't get over how beautiful he was. And the minute he finally, uh, actually, I'm the one who broke the ice. I introduced myself and he told me his name. I couldn't understand a word, but I did understand that he was British. And I'd always wanted to fall in love and marry um, a British boy because I fell in love. I don't know if you know Davy Jones from the Monkees. Yes, of course. Um, but yes, uh, but he was the guy that I was in love with in the band out of the four guys. Oh my God, this is my Davy Jones. And I was head over heels and I made it my mission that whole week of my vacation to pursue him. And um, we wrote for seven years, grew up, did our own thing, high school and college, reunited in 1994. And within 18 months of that re uh, being reunited, we were married. And we've been married, we're going on 22 years this February. So that's pretty much my life story there. Uh, the whole traveling bit came in because of that foreclosure and just reassessing our lives and asking ourselves, you know, what are we doing this for? What are we working every day for? Um, just like I said, just to pay bills and, you know, turn on the electricity and the heat and go on a vacation once a year if you're lucky. What do you want out of this? So when we reassessed that, um, we decided we wanted to do it differently. And it took four years of minimalizing and selling everything, you know, over a period of time eventually having an estate sale, uh, purchasing our truck, finding the RV of choice. Uh, it took a good four years and we've been on the road for seven months now. Amazing. What an incredible journey. Definitely super inspiring. I highly recommend people grab a copy of the book. Uh, curious to know, uh, you know, there are obviously a lot of people who struggle with these issues, things like depression, uh, suicide, etc. Uh, any tips or advice you would give to them uh, who are going through these difficult times and they don't really know where to turn to, who to turn to, and they're considering suicide as well. Um, what advice would you give to that person who's watching or listening right now? Um, something I felt I couldn't do was talk to anybody about it. Um, I was so much in my head. I was so depressed. I was so overwhelmed with just my own existence in my awful world. Anyone would care or be interested. And I also didn't want to hurt my mother's feelings because if you have a good relationship with one one of your parents or both, and regardless that you're depressed, it could be a brain imbalance, you know, chemical imbalance. It could be bullying from school. It could be, um, you know, it's typically in the house or it's in the school. That's normally where it starts. Or it could be you're being sexually molested. It could be you have a learning dis disability and it hasn't been, um, you know, we haven't, we haven't realized what it is. And so you think you're a freak, you know what I mean? And it could be anything, anything could set off depression. It's not just you're depressed because you're depressed. It has to, there has to be a reason. And so I would suggest that you find someone you absolutely trust and, and talk about it. That's the first step because I didn't feel comfortable doing that with anybody. 
because I couldn't go to my mom. I loved her and I didn't want to upset her because she married this jerk, you know, that I didn't like and he was making our lives a little living hell, making us well known that we were not wanted. He told us several times throughout my life that, you know, I never wanted kids. So it's like, why would you date and marry a woman who has kids already? You know, that makes, so that means you don't want us, um, things like that. So I would say definitely find someone you trust, teacher, police officer, an aunt, an uncle, you know, your mother's, your best friend's mom or whatever, and go talk to them about it. And, and I know that's terrifying. Um, but that's the first step. You got to talk. You can't hold it in. You're going to explode and exploding normally leads to planning for your death. And you don't want to do that. There's also the Trevor hotline. Um, you know, you can get on there. There's a Trevor hotline and you can easily call and speak to someone who's completely anonymous to you through. They will take it very seriously and they will help you through the steps of not prevent, you know, preventing you from taking your life. There's plenty of help out there. There's actually a ton of help. You can Google anything for suicide help, hotlines, talk to someone who you trust and, and go and get it off your chest and start working through those problems. Do you have a chemical imbalance? You know, what is making you depressed and how can we fix it? The first step is talking. Definitely, definitely. And that's uh, the hardest thing to do when you're going through those hard times is to actually talk about it because you're typically, and I've gone through those uh, dark times as well, typically isolated, don't want to uh, talk to people, don't want to go out, people to know what you're going through. So yeah, right. I definitely uh, echo your sentiments here about uh, uh, vocalizing, even if it's just to a loved one or sometimes actually it's uh, easier to talk to a stranger because uh, yes. you don't feel the judgment. So even if you're talking to a stranger, you mentioned the hotlines, etc. So uh, great tips there, Carrie. About this journey now in the RV, uh, you mentioned uh, you had the idea, you decided to, to leave. Took you quite a long time to uh, uh, obviously uh, plan for it, prepare for it, and then actually get out on the road. Uh, so where have you guys gone in your RV so far? And uh, maybe tell us some of your highlights of uh, RV living. Yeah, it took a long time, and and that and I don't want to ever just discourage anyone from making this you know, less junk, more freedom type of thing or whatever you want to call it. I mean, I've followed so many other RVers online to get ideas of how they've done it to help us do it too. For us, we went through a foreclosure. So we took us four years to build up our credits. Once something like that happens, it destroys your credit without fail. You can't, you know, you, we had like 700 scores. And as soon as it was registered with the, the um, credit report, it, you know, went down to nothing. So we had, it took us four years to build back up that credit, to start saving, to pay off debt. I mean, our journey is different than everybody else's as it would be. So once you get to that point and you are in your RV and you can actually enjoy it, um, our, our journey again is different because, um, you know, most people will plan out a whole map and then they'll just spend a week or two and they'll see the highlights and they'll carry on. Some people like us are working as they travel. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm a life law of attraction coach. Um, so I help people with their personal, professional, and their business problems. And so we work on that as I'm doing this Monday through Friday. And I road school our kids. We have three teens. Uh, one's in 11th grade, one's in 12th grade, and one's in 8th grade. So that's a full-time job there, too. Network project engineer. So he's dealing with IT stuff throughout the week, Monday through Friday as well. So it's not like a lot of people go, oh, my God, you must have the most luxurious life. You're traveling and seeing everything. And, yes, we do have a different life. It's wonderful. Um, I love my life. But it is different in the sense that, um, you know, I'm not seeing these great, gorgeous 
Taj Mahal sites every single day, we have to plan a weekend or two throughout the month, or we try to do something every Saturday. You know what I mean? If we have enough time during the week, then we'll go out during the week as well and see something historic or um, something that was well known in that particular town or state that someone says, you got to go see this, you know, something that we like to do um, hole in the wall type of things too. We don't want to just stick to the historical maps and stick to like, Oh, this is a part of history. So you should go see it. We like to meet people and say, what's different in your town? You know, what, what's something that we is not on the map. Nobody knows about. Let's go see that too. So we've done things like that. Uh, we start off in Hatteras Islands. This was the best way to start off. I think. It was, we left June 2nd, but we didn't get to Hatteras Island until June 10th. And we did our first ever hang gliding excursion. So that was brilliant. We uh, all learned how to hang glide off of a huge dune in the beach. I mean, not a lot of people do that or even think to do it. So that was pretty brilliant. We've done that. Um, we've gone to New York for five days straight. We actually took a vacation in September during September 11th. We kind of wanted to be there on that time for the memorial. And we got to go down to, you know, the two towers and we went to Ellis Island and the Statue of Liberty. And we we've gone to all the areas of <laughs> New York, which was interesting and it's exhausting. We walked literally 12 hour days trying to take it all in. You know, uh, we bought those touristy passes and things like that. That was brilliant. Asheville, North Carolina, and we did whitewater rafting. And uh, that was almost three hours on the river. And my husband literally bit, was bounced out and almost drowned. That was scary. Uh, the, the guide had to go rescue him. It was terrifying, but exhilarating at the same time because all was well. We laughed it off. And then we had about an hour and a half break. And then we went zip lining over treetops that were 350 feet high. So, you know, in the mountains, the Smoky Mountains, it's pretty cool. So we've done stuff like that. Um, what else have we done? We've gone and followed our favorite bands. I mean, that's not a bad deal when you're full-time RVer. Like, who do you love and where are they located and where are they playing? I don't know if you like the band Yes. I loved Yes since we were kids. And we finally took our kids to go see a Yes concert. And that happened to be, and I think that was Pennsylvania. Um, we actually went to the Gettysburg, uh, Gettysburg uh, Pennsylvania battlefields. And we took a two and a half hour horseback ride over the battlefields with a guide who we put in a headpiece with an earpiece and we had the tour. You know, your ass kills you after you get off the horse after two and a half hours, but you learned a great deal. And it was funny because you, you're dealing with animals that, you know, don't always want to follow the rules. So you might be, the animal might just decide as you're on this tour, I think I want to go over here and eat some grass. <laughs> There's your tour ahead of you. And you're like, oh, wait, you know, and you can't control this horse. It's hysterical. So, um, you know, we've done some crazy fun things. Um, we've done zip lining in the dark in the world's only underground ca uh, cavern. And that was in Louisville, Kentucky. We actually, when we were in Louisville, Kentucky, we uh, rented uh, two set of deuce. You know, those um, bicycle pedals type of um, deuce. I don't know what they're called. They're, they're like, it's two bikes attached with seats and you pedal them. And you have a little roof and we took those up over the bridge from Louisville, Kentucky, and we took the bridge in Indiana. Like that's fun. You know what I mean? Like it we've learned a lot about Abraham Lincoln and we've we've spent a week in the library just doing road schooling and homeschooling and coaching because we lost internet at the campground. That's one thing as well. You cannot guarantee you'll ever have internet. Um so you need hotspots or you need a big ass antenna like we have. 
because my husband's in IT and we can lock onto the campground signal better than most people. Um, it's just an adventure. You just never know what the day's going to bring. You're either going to have internet or not. You got to still do your work. <laughs> you got to still make money. And then you plan ahead. Like, um, we're going to uh, Savannah, Georgia this weekend in Charlotte, uh, excuse me, Charleston, South Carolina. And we're going to do some fun stuff there. We, we do our research before we actually enter that area. So it's, it's been pretty cool. There's been moments of hardship in the sense of we've gone a flat tire. Or we've had our first accident on the highway with the RV. That was scary. Or we the day that we were in Raleigh, North Carolina, and we had to go buy stuff at BJ's and stuff, we forgot our awning was out. We didn't think twice. We, it was a beautiful day. Didn't think it'd be a problem. We come home. There was a freak storm. The awning was thrown up in the air three times, ripped in half and thrown and landed on top of our. So that was this unnecessary, crazy freak accident that caused a thousand dollar deductible. And we had to wait a month before the park could be fixed and in, installed back on the RV. So we couldn't go. We had to extend our stay another month. You know, you just you just don't know what this world is crazy and it and it's fun and it can be frustrating, too. Yeah, they're definitely amazing adventures, but there's also times of those uh, frustration, uh, times of hardship, difficulty, and I'm glad you brought those up as well because typically on social media you'll see all the good stuff, so it isn't always oh, wait, uh, those <laughs> valleys and difficulties as well. Uh, so, Carrie, uh, you know one of the reasons yeah. people don't actually start or they have, uh, I guess, excuses or uh, challenges in starting is because of the whole educational side of things and the financial side of things. So you, you touched on the fact that both you and your husband are working. But uh, right. you, you mentioned the fact that actually yeah. uh, road schooling, uh, you have three teenage uh, children. So tell us about that. Uh, uh, how are you schooling them? What uh, resources are you using? And tell us about the whole educational side of uh, being a parent uh, to three teenagers on the road. Sure. Well, like I said, uh, we have an 18, uh, 16, and a 13-year-old. Um, and Sky's in senior year, Britain's um, in junior year, and uh, Luke's in eighth grade. And so it's all, you know, it's different information for each grade, but it's typically about a three to four hour a day. I am not one that has the patience to sit down with a book and teach them one-on-one. -on -one. That's not my forte. I hate that crap. I hated school, period. The only reason I get certifications and, and degrees is because I want to and I've gone for it and I've made it happen. But when it comes to teaching my kids, um, it has to be more automated than that. So uh, we've invested in two separate programs uh, for our daughter. Because at the time, the program my two children, Sky, excuse me, Britton and Luke are on, it wasn't accredited. Now it is. But at, at the time that our daughter was going into it since uh, junior, her junior year, um, it's called the Keystone Program. And that's a hands-on, very physical, a lot of reading, a lot of essays. They send you books, even a chemistry kit in the, in the box, and it's a lot of biology and everything. It's intense. Um, in hindsight, I wish we never did that program, and I would never recommend it to anybody because it's very lengthy. It's intense. Uh, the teachers are awesome, but it's, it's just, I think high school can actually be a little more fun and be educational. And uh, with our other two, because of that program was so intense and um, Skylar's loved and hated it and I've been watching her kick, you know, kick her own butt and I'd be proud of her because she's done so well and been very focused and motivated. Uh, we went for something else with the other two and it's called the Cellus. And I prefer this program because it's all online, just like the Keystone is, but um, there's, less, there's less writing involved. You take your notes. You go through the program, you go have your test. Now, the cool thing is, if you don't pass your test, they go back to where you were stuck. 
and they reiterate that lesson and they teach only that lesson that you were stuck at. Because if you've excelled at all this other information and you're just stuck at this point, there's no point to review the whole thing. Just review what they didn't understand. And then they, they get to that test again, pass it, and then they're able to move on to the next grade. And our daughter and our son, compared to the school year right now, because we're from Raleigh, North Carolina, um, they've blown them out of the water. I mean, Britton has two more courses left and she should be done by the end of this, uh, not this month, but the end of February, then she's going to get into high school, you know, in the sense of she's going to finish the 12th year. So she's like almost six to eight months ahead of schedule compared to the other kids because we're not doing gym, we're not doing course, we're not doing band practice, we're not doing all these other, you know, curriculums. She's got the core curriculums and then, you know, outside of this RV is her gym doing excursions like zip lining and hiking and, you know, riding a horse and all that stuff. To me, that's her, you know, her, her like gym time. And plus we're a workout family. So we have, there's typically gyms on the uh, resorts that we go to. So we'll use their uh, equipment or I also jog and we do yoga. And so we, we keep fit that way too. So I'm not really worried about that. Our kids are super skinny, but that's the two programs we use. The Keystone's fairly expensive, I feel, um, but it was the only one that was catering to our schedule at the time, and it wasn't as expensive as the other ones. So that one was like 160 to 180 a month. But for the Acellus, it's like super cheap. That one is literally $20 a month for elementary and middle school kids and up to 11th grade. And then when you hit uh, 12th grade, it's $80 a month. So totally affordable and it's all online of course you need an internet connection so that's where the kicker is you need it for everything so we always have to make sure we have a good internet connection like i said one week we were in oh my god pennsylvania where all the amish are and the the place that we decided to go which we didn't realize was on the side of a mountain and they had no internet and they said they did but there there was none and uh, so we had to spend a whole week in the library we had to find a library and go hook up and work there <laughs> school and work I mean what are you gonna do so um, that's kind of the just how it goes living on the RV awesome thanks for sharing uh, about those reasons as well uh, you know that sounds great especially for a teenage uh, level uh, children uh, so you're also doing coaching mm -hmm. while you're traveling uh, tell us a little bit about that because I think that's a great way uh, to do generate a digital nomad uh, income uh, by doing coaching uh, you get a usually a good return of time for money uh, Tell us about that journey to uh, becoming a coach and what are you currently coaching uh, your clients in? Yeah, so all of last year was pretty much like a re-education for me. I totally changed careers because I was going to pursue the author speaker route. And I'm glad I'm an author. There's still another book in me. Do that again some other time. Probably will be about our travels, no doubt. Um, but like I said, because the schools were so critical of having a suicide survivor wanting to present nothing but positive information and how to's and um, help these kids at the most damaging time in our life comes from school if I'm going to be honest um, you know and so I wanted to help them as much as I could and they wouldn't let me so after being rejected in some sense from that industry based on the topic of choice I wanted to go into coaching and I've been coaching people literally since I can remember, uh, everyone would come to carry for advice, you know, cause I'm like the oldest in my family. I'm very type A, sensible, funny, crazy, but um, I always 
I can. So I've always been coaching and my husband said, you know, I think you should go into coaching because that's just like a natural transition that you can do both author speaking and coaching if you really wanted to. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And the more I looked into it, the more research I did, I'm a huge believer in the law of attraction. Just like the law of gravity, there's all these laws. It's there, it happens. We're vibrating right now. I can't even see a perfect picture of you as you're interviewing this. You're all blurry to me. I mean, you're a vibrating creation like I am. I don't know what my picture looks like on your video, but you're a little blurry. So, I mean, we're literally vibrating right now and the internet, you never know. So, um, so I believe in that. I believe you, you are the creator of your life. I believe what you think about is what you bring about, good, bad, or ugly. Um, you know, you're a magnet. If you're having a great day, you're gonna attract nothing but good like that space when you get into a parking lot or like me, I won $10,000 on a cruise because I chose to, I'm like, I need the money to pay off some, uh, pay our, what our stewardesses and our servers. I totally forgot that part of the cruise thing. And I was like, how the hell am I going to pay this? You know, we're on the last day of the cruise. We have two more days left. And all of a sudden over the intercom, the guy says, the captain says, Hey, come on down for our $10,000 bingo. And I said, there you go. I'm going to win the bingo. And that's how I paid for the stuff on the cruise. You know, you can totally do things like that all the time. I attracted my husband. I've been wanting to marry Davy Jones since I could imagine. What are the chances that I sit in a jacuzzi across from a British boy who becomes my Davy Jones? And the irony to that, his birthday and Davy Jones' birthday are exactly the same different years. Twenty, There's 30 years apart. It's hysterical. So, you know, yes, you are the creator of your life. You create your good, bad, and ugly. You can set up how you want your day to roll, your year to roll, your month to roll. And um, I, I truly believe in that. And so I thought, well, that's probably the way I should go. So I, I found a program called the QCSA. It's the Quantum Success Coaching Academy with Christy Whitman. She is a huge motivational speaker um, and coach, life coach. And she believes in the law of attraction. The Abraham Hicks, all that stuff, that's me too. And the irony, too, is she's also not a suicide survivor, but her sister committed suicide. And she used to speak about not committing suicide, having a higher power, you know, choosing and creating your life. So I thought that that was kind of like that's the, the program I was meant to, to uh, sign up for. So that took a year. I graduated um, this past fall. And I have been coaching in between learning as well as, you know, earning, so to speak. And so I actually, because we live in 37 foot trailer, very, very small, it's not practical to coach in here because when it's cold out, the kids are normally in here with Trevor working. Or if we're lucky that there's a big rec, rec center on property of the resort, they'll go there. That's where they are today. And so I can coach inside here or it sounds crazy, but I coach in the cab of my truck. <laughs> Uh, so that's my office. You know, I can guarantee it's going to be heated because it has heat and bum. It has cold and a hot bum warmer. <laughs> so if it's like really cold outside, I have a nice toasty butt and I'm coaching and life's good. I get the heat on. Or, uh, you know, if it's if it's like 90 plus degrees out, I get the AC on and a cool butt, uh, a cooler or whatever on as well. And I all I need is just the phone. I don't normally do video because I found over my I needed over 100 hours of coaching hours. For this certificate, it's a national certification, and I found people were less intimidated if we weren't looking at each other. Tested a video coaching call, it's normally on the phone, so I just need a good phone line. I use Verizon, and um, we just coach for 40 minutes, and we coach three times a month. And uh, there's a lot of back office work with sending, um, you know, motivational 
emails that have here's your homework to do's and then there's communication on my back office and there's a whole process happening behind the scenes as we're working through whatever their particular problem is at that time so that's how i coach and i love it i can coach men and women uh the you know the the niche is kind of overwhelmed moms i've been doing a lot lately but i can coach men they have overwhelmed lives as well and uh we focus like a lot on marriage issues uh money problems kids and then just the whole balance of work and life and uh kids and schedules and stuff so we kind of work on all that and we also do a, a money planner too so we kind of plan out their money for the month or even to the quarter or the end of the year whichever they choose um, because I've been through so much with foreclosure and uh, I kind of know money really well about that. I've been like all areas of that degree. I've been married almost 22 years, so I feel I have a very successful marriage and I can tell, totally help you with that. Um, and we have three great kids. I mean, nobody's perfect. Believe me, we're fighting every other day. It's normal. You know, there's like happy days and complete BS days, you know, so um, we're just your average family that's you know, just trying to take it all in for the next two and a half years. And our plan is once we're done with the 50 states and Canada, we're going to fly back over to England. My husband is British. Our children are dual citizens. And we plan on carrying on our travels there. We might settle down for a couple months and just regroup. Um, and I'll take my coaching business with me. I plan on growing it very, very large. I might even want to do some online academy work. I'm not sure yet. It's kind of building. But um, yeah, we'll head back over to England and pursue our travels for the UK, Europe, and Asia because we just love traveling. And uh, we love traveling too, and so do uh, most of our listeners and viewers as well. And you know, your story has been super inspiring, and uh, you know that word definitely doesn't do it justice because you have a journey from uh, uh, suicide to depression and living the dream as a coach, a speaker, an author, and. Uh, not only are you, uh, you know, obviously inspiring uh, to others, but you're actually helping others through your coaching um, and uh, speaking, et cetera. So uh, to close off here, Carrie, uh, how can people connect with you through your coaching business? Uh, you know, grab a copy of your book. Uh, you also have the travel blog. Tell us all the ways that people can reach out and connect. Sure, absolutely. You can connect. Um, well, you can get my book here. You can go to my website. You'll find all three of that information. Maybe that's easiest. CarrieGardnerCoaching.com. You'll be able to read about me. You'll be able to read about our travels through our, our, our YouTube channel. And our blog is called Life Unboxed. So that's lifeunboxed.net. We have our YouTube channel. We have the blog on the website. And, uh, and then, of course, my coaching is CarrieGardnerCoaching.com. I am on Instagram, Carrie Gardner. Just type in Carrie Gardner. Uh, Carrie Gardner for Instagram, Carrie Gardner for uh, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I also have about 250 people in my private group. It's called uh, the Law of Attraction Teaching with Carrie Gardner. And um, I've just moved that over from Woman to Woman Support into more Law of Attraction this past couple of months. So if you're interested in joining that private, it's a closed group on Facebook. You're welcome to do that. Just per personal PM me on Facebook. Just look up Carrie Gardner or Carrie Eileen Gardner and you'll find me there. Um, but that's how you can get a hold of the book. It's off of Amazon. The link is in there on my CarrieGardnerCoaching.com. Uh, so you can buy that uh, on, um, you know, in physical copy, or you can buy it off of um, Kindle. And I have like about, I have some, I carry some copies on me. So if you wanted it for me personally, and I can sign it and ship it to you, I'm happy to do that too. 
Awesome. Well, thanks for being on to the show here today, and thanks for sharing your incredible story. And I'll have those links below for everyone who's watching and listening. So thanks again, Carrie. Thanks so much. I appreciate being here. You're very welcome, and thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode. Thanks for lending us your eyes and your ears and your time uh, to uh, tune into this episode. And uh, make sure you follow us along as well at uh, daddyblogger.com uh, to see our, all of our journeys as well. So thanks everyone, and we'll catch up with you in the next episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. <laughs>